Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, let's take this in a different direction. Me and you need to have dinner. I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in Three, two, one, boom, and we're on. What's up, everybody? It's your coach, Coach HP, on the Coach HP Show, 75th episode. We'll get right to it. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to the show. Give me feedback. Any questions on the show, feel free to reach out to me, thecoachhp at gmail.com, thecoachhp at gmail.com. That's the show. Today, we'll reach out. All right, this episode, February 22nd. Let's start off with February 22nd. Fix my voice. Why is February 22nd so important for me? I did a post on this. I'm going to hopefully get to it today. Three years ago today, three years ago today, there's there's a field here called Evelyn Greer. It's in Pinecrest, very nice area of Miami. And in this field is one of the first fields where I started to vlog, to bring a camera out to my sessions, to talk to the camera, to share my story with the camera. And I got that idea from the one and only Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I started watching by coincidence. I don't know how it got on my YouTube, Gary's content. And I became fascinated with the idea of producing content with sharing your story, with just being able to get your your voice and your ideas and your thoughts out there. So three years ago was the first time I started. So what I would do at the time is I would record a session. Before Gary, I would record a session and all you see me would say is good. That's it. I wouldn't say anything. I would just say good after the hit. the kid would hit the ball. And I used that as a marketing thing just so other people could see who I was working with. And then the parents would reach out to me so I could work with their kids. That's three years ago, if you could believe it or not. So I was doing that three years ago. And then once I see Gary's content, I go, man, I got to start documenting this. I got to start recording this. I got to start talking to the camera. So I started talking to the camera. I didn't, I didn't get advanced yet to where I had a wireless lapel microphone and that kind of stuff. But I just recorded it with an outside microphone. And I started saying what I thought, what I saw worked with kids, what I saw wasn't working with kids. I was working with very young kids, talking about three, four, five-year-olds. So a lot of it was patience with them. A lot of it was the parents, was expectations, not spoiling the kids, stuff like that. Very generic, old-school stuff. 
That was three years ago. Two years ago, ironically, the same day, I'm on ESPN. I'm on ESPN talking about my mindset, how to work with kids. Same thing, positivity, dealing with failure. I'd become known in that market. So I'm here on ESPN. I, it was super cool because I spoke in Spanish. I spoke in English. They had a beautiful, I don't know if they still have it or not, beautiful studio here in downtown Coral Gables. Beautiful area. And as I was talking there, I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to grab Gary's book. And I'm just going to talk about the book Crushing It and why I think it's a good idea. And I did it. I grabbed the book. I said it in English. I said it in Spanish. And that's it. At the time, I had a good friend of mine that we became good friend on social. He was editing my stuff. And he had just got out of Vayner and Vayner Media, Gary's uh, company. And he goes, listen, I would tag these accounts. And we tagged five accounts and nothing happened. Nobody did anything. That was three years ago. Sorry, that was two years ago. Ironically, at that time, I had known about probably 11 people that had been on Gary's show, on the Ask Gary V show. So it wasn't like people who hacked their way in and stuff. These are people who are really well known that probably Gary reached out to or they are mutual friends and then he had them on the show. And I had not reached out to any of them, people who I knew very well. Majority of them were Vegas contacts of mine, people who I had taken care of in Las Vegas. And I didn't reach out to any single one of them. Long story short, after that, when I came to New York last year, two years ago, I made a content. I made a contact with a very interesting human being, my man, Andrew Goldberg. Andrew came in. We hit it off very well. After the fact, Andrew came and he said, listen, you should reach out to a gentleman reached out to my boy, who's now known as Little Lou. And when he said, listen, you guys should talk baseball. He's a big baseball guy. We started talking baseball. Long story short, I offered him, I go, listen, you sound like you know a lot about baseball. Do you play? He goes, no, I don't play, but my brother plays. And my dad loves baseball, and that's their thing. I go, look, I'm supposed to be in town for the Rolling Gold Glove Awards on this date. I'm going to fly in a day earlier, and I'm going to work with your brother, and I'll talk to your dad and the whole thing. And, man, it was awesome. We talked baseball stuff. We talked mindset. We talked all these good things. And I go, listen, I didn't get a chance to see your son hit. But if there's anything I can do, I'm here till till Saturday. Till Saturday. I leave Saturday in the late afternoon. I'm interviewing. I'll never forget this. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. I'm interviewing Ozzy Smith. And I get this large text from Big Lou, my man Lou Geno, Big Lou. And he sends me this whole long paragraph of just him, of just how he's interested and how he was like, man, I really appreciate what you did the other day. If you can come out, I have a group of a bunch of kids that you can speak to. We're out here. It's an organization called USC Lee. It's in New Jersey. They would really benefit from you speaking. They could see you hit. You could see them hit all these things if you're interested. And I said, absolutely. I go, done. As long as I can record content. Here's something about me, especially in those days. If I can record content, I'm in. So I'm recording content. And as I'm recording content, I go out there. Uh, I'm done at 3.30 in the morning. Central Park Plaza Hotel interviewing 
the biggest stars in the game for the Gold Glove Awards. Francisco Lindor, Cody Bellinger, Nolan Arenado. Then there's the old-timers. There's Ozzy Smith, Johnny Bench, Keith Hernandez, all these guys. I got a text from this guy, and he's like, listen, you can come out the following day. Little Lou will pick you up, and we'll, and we'll get you there in New Jersey. So I ended at 3.30 at the Plaza Hotel. At 7 o'clock, I was getting on the ferry to go to New Jersey, where my man Little Lou picked me up. We drove about two hours, it seemed, to a place, and that's where we worked on the kids. Long story short, to repay me back, I didn't charge him. I didn't do anything. I just gave. Big Lou told me, listen, I don't know if you know this, but I'm best friends with Gary Vee. And I'm going to introduce you guys. That's how this works, guys. I'm telling you, that's how this works. So fast forward a couple, probably like two or three months. A year today. A year today, I'm at VaynerMedia, which if anybody doesn't know this, VaynerMedia is like Yankee Stadium for content creators, Yankee Stadium for people who are just doing it on the internet and stuff is beautiful. It's at Hudson Yards, which is a brand new area of New York, which is gorgeous right by the, the river. And it's just like heaven. And it was a crystal blue day. Just well, the word I could say, just beautiful and beautiful and beautiful. And everything happened so quick because Gary's on a schedule and he's on a schedule and he's on a schedule. And I was like, okay. These are the things I want to get in. I want to make sure I get this before I leave. And and I was just there being, just being, I felt hurried, but I had the clock running in my head. We get in there, lose the man. That's his boy. He hugs him. I say, what's up to Gary? Preston's recording me. Shout out to Preston, my boy. Only mistake I made there was I, I, didn't, I didn't get Preston a picture with Gary, which I should have, but I didn't think about that. Anyway, we... We came back and we sit down and already we were on the clock and there's stuff happening and I'm there talking and first thing I said was I'm so proud I am of him and what he's accomplished and I don't need anything from him but I wanted to let him know that and like I said in the post that I'm with today I said one of the things I said was uh, what did I say oh I go listen you're gonna be in Alberta Canada I'm gonna be in Toronto I'm gonna fly over there I want to help you out part of the street team stuff like that He'll
Whoa, let's take this in a different direction. Me and you need to have dinner. Sat there the minute I the minute I heard that I go oh that's it that's it we're in I'm in, and honestly, I've never wanted anything from Gary. I just wanted the fact that if I saw him somewhere, I'd be like Gary, what's up, bro? And he knew who I am, and that that to me would be cool enough. I don't want to bother the guy. Who I need this, right? I don't need anything, but I just want him to know that I have any help I could be that I was there for him. And once he said that, I gave him the glove, which is all documented. He loved it. We talked a little bit. He talked about baseball cards, which is such a great idea to get into as a business. If you're into baseball cards, unfortunately, I am not into baseball cards. My dad rarely got me baseball cards because he wouldn't spend money on anything on me, very little stuff. And he saw it as a waste of time. So I don't have that baseball card nostalgia thing. And I don't understand the PS grade 10, 11, Pokemon card, Chardmard, baseball world. But in Gary's thing, He's like, dude, since you know mentality and mindset of baseball players, you can literally predict who's going to make it or not. Buy a ton of guys' rookie cards, store them, and if the guy pops off and happens to be a, a Lindor or a Bellinger or a Trout, a Soto, a Tatis Jr., you're set. But I didn't do that. So, and I wish he wouldn't. He spent a lot of time. He spent like probably 10 minutes talking about this, and I was like, Gary, just want to talk about hustling and how I can help you bro but I didn't say that and the whole thing finished look and then the following day we went to a, our my first ever card show with Gary and Lou and his son and it was just like I'm part of the crew look how crazy life changes in three years I went from seeing this guy on YouTube implementing his strategies to talking about that strategies on ESPN to sitting with the guy and telling him about my strategies. How crazy is that? That's the beauty of today's day and age. That's the beauty of the internet. And that's the beauty of giving. So that's one of the things I wanted to share this day, February 22nd in Coach HP history. That's the day. That's what happened this day. Three years, two years. Okay, let's talk FIU baseball. FIU baseball started out really good. They're two and one, two and one. Gave up a, a lead yesterday's game. Did a post on FIU Baseball, touched a lot of people, great story about my man Mario. My story with FIU Baseball, fifth year, walk-on, senior, grew up watching a lot of, you always heard about FIU, FIU always was competitive, good Division I school, always second tier in the swag and in the attention, obviously from University of Miami, which are just Huge is crushed it always in baseball, especially growing up. Everything about the U was everybody's dream to play at the University of Miami. But FIU has really, really, really come up. And I love, man, I love Coach Merv Melendez. He's a honest stand-up dude that cares. He just cares for his players. And anybody who reaches out to me to speak to their team, to their staff, their group of people whatever it is care because you don't bring a guy like me out unless you care so i really really so appreciative he gave me the opportunity so i left fiu not on the best terms obviously my dad came into the the dugout probably a month and a half into the season all the hard work me and him had put in 
to get there, to walk onto the team, all the practices, me and him together to just get there. And he blew it all away. He messed it all up. I, when he came and he goes, listen, right before the game, he goes, either, either you go beat up Price, who wasn't the best in the speech to the team. I called him a hater. Not because he's a hater, just because he didn't care. You could tell he didn't care. He didn't talk about that. And maybe that's old school. These guys wouldn't talk to anybody. They'd always ride the hot hand and play the hot hand and play the hot hand and talk to the guy who was doing the best and they were ignoring everybody else. That's the vibe I got. And uh, my dad goes, if either you beat him up or I'm going to jump the field and beat him up today. And I said, I'm done. And that's it. And that's when I stopped playing baseball. That's the last time I ever wore a uniform, played competitively, played competitively and officially was right then and there. Thought I'd get maybe I could pull up a draft pick here and there. Didn't do that. And that was the end. So I was back for the first time since that time last week speaking to the team. I thought I crushed it. It was awesome. It was really cool. It was funny. We tried to get an indoor space. I love talking indoor. Let's have a microphone because it really hits home. But because of COVID, they couldn't, re they couldn't secure a room. It became a mission. He wanted me to speak before opening day. So we just had to do it old school, do it in the dugout. I had the, it was 12 o'clock. I had the sun beaming right in my bald, beautiful head. So I was able to speak in 10 at the same time, but I gave him fire. I gave him fire all the way through. There was, it was funny. I go, dude, are they, is the ground crew literally like putting a dome on this place or what's going on here? Because it was like literally, brrr, all you hear is the grounds crew refixing the field, putting this, putting that. And he goes, listen, I've never, this is crazy. This is the first time this field's ever seen this kind of maintenance before. I go, well, don't worry. My passion will, will kill all that noise right through my passion. Because nobody can fucking stop me. By the way, I set a record fucks all over that talk. So if you don't like profanity, you're not going to like my FIU speech. Finish the talk at FIU. have a line of seven dudes. And I love when people talk to me one-on-one. -on -one. It shows they care. That's when on the Q&As, that's when you can really express yourself. You can explain yourself. You can... You, it's, it's, it's not fixed. So it's really, it's really authentic. We're speaking. This kid comes with me. First kid, Puerto Rican kid, super strong, great build. Very, very, very honest. Talked to me about where he was at. Was a big prospect in Puerto Rico. Didn't sign because of the draft. The draft issues with COVID, they minimized it to five rounds. He didn't make the cut. Got stuck now. Not stuck, but found his new path. Decided to go to FIU, a great Division I school, but he wasn't starting at the beginning. And maybe a little culture thing differently because even though there's a ton of Latin players on the team, they're more Latin Americanized, and maybe that's a little different from the Puerto Ricans that just get here from Puerto Rico. I know that. I have a lot of good friends that that happened to them. But when I played at Miami Community College, we were stacked Puerto Ricans that were stu stupidly talented. Great group of guys who just crushed it, two of them went to the big leagues, one of them coaches in the big leagues now, and that bond I kept with them helped me forever. That was one of the dudes, and I never criticized them. I always tried to help them. I always said, if you need a car, 
if you need a you need food whatever you need just hit me up and i think that's big compared to the other guys that made fun of them or just kind of joked around with them and didn't take them that seriously so he told me what his problem was to keep it simple i told him what you got to do is focus on what you can control effort and attitude don't worry about anything else when you get in the game make something happen if you can that's it i go what position do you play he goes i'm an outfielder i go are you fast he goes yeah i go what's your 60 time he's like six four six five i go then you fly man you might be one of the fastest players in the state so don't worry about it get in the game and just try your best and don't be so hard on yourself because if you do things the right way and if you follow your talent you're going to be one of the stars you're gonna be one of the leaders of this team next year if not the following year for sure and then you still got time so don't worry about it well that's how karma works and that following not the open up but the day after 3-3 tie bottom of the 10th they bring him out to pinch run and the dude steals second base the catcher puts it in the outfield then he steals third base and then they send him home and he scores all the way and they leave the team on the field the players embrace them it was awesome i cried in my post that i talked about it so that goes to show you that you never know when it's your time and the few things you can control the only two things you can control is effort and attitude so effort and attitude there huge huge shout out to my boy mario for letting me talk about it for reaching out to me and it worked out it's worked out and that's how you gotta be moving in life it worked out so we have that other topic I want to talk about, my boy Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny has been crushing it. He's He became the face of the WWE, the wrestling thing. They, I think they gave him the, a belt or something, which is obviously a huge marketing move, and it's a big marketing play because of, there's always eyes on Bad Bunny. My boy gave Bad Bunny his first shot here on South Beach when he was just known as Benito, and he says, everybody just goes crazy for this guy from lebron james to stories of kylie uh like is it kylie yeah kylie jenner wanting to meet with him and he's like no nope, no women here backstage before the before the awards and or before his performance when he was in la and and that's just how this motherfucker rolls lebron wanted to meet him everybody wants to meet him he's just a different guy who's super original and the fact that the WWE brought him in, coincidentally, he has a song called Booker T, which is one of the, the old school wrestlers of the 80s, I think. So that played very well. And then he was on SNL this weekend, which was, which was awesome. So shout out to him for what they've done. Shout out to him for what he's done. We're getting the topic about also on the news and mentioning Kardashians. Les Parlay. I had no idea that my boy Travis Scott was now dating Courtney, which is pretty, pretty cool. Fun fact, in Vegas, my man, guy who I had hired, they didn't want to hire him, but I gave him a shot. My boy Chad, Chad had worked for Travis Barker's team. He got Travis Barker to do like a little residency at Hyde. And Travis could not be the most humble, cool guy you can meet. He would come in and 
play the the drums, you know, the rehearsal with the drums before the nighttime. He had his, his kids there. His kids adore him. Great father. Just a great human being. And you could tell, I remember with watching him on the show at MTV, I don't know if it was Newly Wedged, whatever the show was called, Rock and Love or whatever, I don't know what it was called, with him and his wife, which I think it was Shayna was her name. And he just seemed such a loving guy that would get her gifts and just so romantic. And it's like, the dude seemed like a great boyfriend. So happy for Travis. Happy for Courtney. Hope it, love wins. So happy for that. Last topic I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the Trevor Bauer thing. Huge. I think he's the most important person in baseball right now. Yes, Tati signed the big contract and he's the cool young guy and has all those things going for him. But Trevor Bauer is the most important person in baseball right now. With being a Cy Young winner, getting the most money on a short time or contract-wise what they've done, and being a social media person, it's a win-win for baseball. The more baseball players get used to being social media savvy, media-wise in the content game, the better it's going to be for the MLB. We need more people in the content game. We need more people in of the players to be involved in content. That's why Trevor Bauer is so important. That's why he's the most important uh, player right now. Let's transition, for, let's transition from Trevor to his agent, Rachel Raquel Luba, creator of Luba Sports, the most important agent right now in baseball. Now, she, coincidentally, this past weekend is getting a ton of hate by some fucking idiots who are just hating on her for being a woman. And they're saying she does this to her players, sexual stuff. They're only picking her because she's a girl, because she hooks up with the players, all this stuff. And it sucks, man. And this is one of the bullshit that it sucks to be a woman and you and you do great things in male-dominated arenas. You get fucking idiots like that. So I want to give Rachel a big shout-out for what she's doing. She's going to come on the podcast when things come down. We're going to have her on the show, and I'm going to tell her that. But I wanted to... I wanted her to feel encouragement, which I'm sure she has, but the fact that she posted it, it bothers. And not everybody's used to seeing shit like that. So it sure bothers her. And she's like, look, guys, you can do better. Everybody can do better, Rachel. But unfortunately, people suck. So I wanted to make sure I gave her some love on this on this show. What she's done for Trevor with momentum, with her doing content herself, is ahead of the game. She's a pioneer in the business with what she's doing, the way she negotiated her contract with Trevor herself. And I think she did it performance-based and just all these things that just changed the game versus your usual agent that's like, I'm going to take this percent and good luck. She seems like she can stay small, have big client, obviously, but enough to where she can, yes, live life, have all the money she needs, but also do an impact in the sport and be herself. That she doesn't have to like, any more clients, any more clients, any more clients, because she's trying to be fancy or have this beautiful agency with a bunch of people. But she can just go hard, do her thing, and that's it. So big shout out for her for doing that. I wish her nothing but the best. I can't wait to have her on the show. 
to just see where her mindset is at and to talk about the future. Lastly, last thing today, just love you guys. So please subscribe. If you like this kind of format, if you want me to go solo more, let me know. We, as we saw there, we were going to have John Boy in, Jimmy from John Boy Media, or June Boy Media. I think it's June Boy. June Boy Media. That guy's going to get rescheduled. Uh, we're supposed to have, I'm supposed to sit down this week with uh, Julian Marquez, Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Let's see where that goes. His PR person rescheduled. Let's see what happens there. But still got to put out great interview with Rory Sabatini. That's coming out. Andrew Moran, probably the top basketball coach in the country. That's coming out. Matt Bowman, a skilled comedian that got Andrew Schultz's attention. That's good chance he's going to work with him. We have those that we've done. Sal's famous artwork. My man Sal, the artist. That's a great interview that's coming out. So we got stuff. So we're not lack of interviewing here. Lack of interviews here. But if you like to see me solo more, let me know. And I got no problem jumping out here solo and giving you guys the love you deserve. So that's it. Episode 75 is in the books. We talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Anything that you want me to talk about in the future, just let me know. Hit me up. My email is thecoachhp at gmail.com. Thecoachhp at gmail.com. Anything you need, you let me know. Remember, at the end of the day, keep going hard and do your thing. It's your coach.